0: Hello.
1: Two. Two. Hello. Chat. Two. Chat. Two. Industry. Constitu- Zwef> Industry. 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 Tactics. Welcome to Industry Tactics. My name is Friendly Rich, and on today's episode, Nickel S. Robertson, the extraordinary guitarist. And longtime friend. We've been friends for over, I'm going to say, 15 years. You know what I notice about musicians? They may have great senses of time, and myself included. I mean, uh, it's impeccable, perfect pitch. But uh, I got no concept where any of these friendships or relationships last or crystallize or fester over time. So I'm eyeballing it. It could be 20 yards. But uh, Nicholas Robertson, enjoy, and we'll see you later. A accustomed and a custard, and bring in the weenish dang. Here he is coming in now off a fresh poo. <laughs> Why don't you just check that microphone there, Nickel? We got it. That'll do her. Yeah, just give her a good slam. Get comfortable. Oh, check. Yeah, good. Yeah. Just going kn-
2: back through those speakers. It is it is, it is. it is. It is. It is. It is. So we can monitor ourselves. We can
1: feedback. Give yourself some good feedback. Yeah. Take the coffee. Get accustomed. Okay get yourself accustomed and accustomed. i'm gonna set the timer now uh we've got nicholas robertson in the splendor of the friendly rich shrine
2: sure. yeah yeah. I've, uh, yeah I've seen it a couple times now but it's uh, it always mystifies me and amazes me
1: it's interesting isn't it its is. um uh i'll put us on a stopwatch I'll start us and we'll look down... No, um, I'll take that back. Reset. We're going to put it on a timer for 20 minutes because those of you who are watching on the... This is recording, the VR. We're in the industry. And we'll get her to beep the alarm sound after 20 minutes. Don't send. It just crashed. So just pay attention.
0: Androids.
1: Okay, at around... 20 minutes on the stopwatch we will turn off the ding dong uh, and welcome to, to my shrine for those of you watching at home who do we have here Nicole esther robertson
2: it's nice to be here
1: thank you for coming
2: you're very welcome
1: do you still hear the feedback
2: no man it's clara's bell
1: good how long have we known each other
2: I was thinking about that recently. That's been, I think, 12 years.
1: Come on. Only 12 yards? I would have put it at 15.
2: Maybe. Well, because... Why I was thinking about it is because I I haven't had a drink in 11 and a half years. Uh-huh. I remember the first...
1: I've only known you to never drink.
2: Nope. The first gig I ever played with you, I was loaded on.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah?
2: Yeah. I uh, was when we played at the... Um, it was like a church, was it like a Catholic something or other? It was pre lollipop people. Was, oh, was
1: it the Italian stuff? The Italian music yeah. that, that we had done. Yes.
2: Yeah. And I distinctly remember getting really drunk at home before that gig. And I forget how I got to the gig, I think my wife my my current wife, my then girlfriend. Yeah. I think she drove me. And Adelco. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I was really drunk for it.
1: Really? Yeah. Like, on your breath, falling over yourself?
2: I was good at being really drunk. That was part of why I had to stop drinking. Okay. <laughs> so it's... Uh, okay. But yeah, I was uh, I was really drunk then, so it has to be over 11 years ago, and I got the feeling that was in the fall, and I quit in January. Oh, so, wow. So I think wow. that was kind of when I first met you. So, like, around about 12, 12 and a half years, maybe.
1: And, um... And so that's one thing we can say is that you've uh, you, you consistently have have not touched the toot since that first gig.
2: Yeah, no, I think um, yeah, I think it was just like a, like around that time after that first gig, I just kind of came to the it, it dawned on me that 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 drinking, although it was in, 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 incredibly fun, was probably not what. Uh, it was probably not a good life path and so i stopped drinking and it's and it's been like, i mean i couldn't even imagine what my life would be like now if i was drinking it would probably be pretty bad but it's uh, yeah but it's so it's it's you know it's not great cuz i'm not uh drinking there's still ups and downs but sure but i guess sure. that's the thing about not drinking is that there's ups and downs whereas when you're drinking it's sort of evened out yep. so you don't notice them they're still there and they probably build more cuz you don't deal with them but uh, but for me, it, it was just a choice, and I'm lucky that, you know, I don't mind being around booze, and I don't mind hang, hanging out with drinking people, because I make my living in, in bars. Like I, right, right. I'm essentially a bar fly, but I'm playing music in them, and and it, and it doesn't bother me, and so that's really good, because uh, I know a lot of other people who don't drink have a really hard time with that, like being and, in bars and stuff, so...
1: And so, uh, we've never really spoken about this, but maybe this is a good place to start, yeah. is... Is is your drinking kind of reached its 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 point of uh, something something's got to give here around that time in the fall of whenever the fuck it was 12, yeah. twelve years ago. Well,
2: like like I mean, basically, my dad quit drinking when I was three or four. Okay. Um, and my grandparents, I think, were all alcoholics, so it's very clearly in my genes. Okay. And I kind of grown up knowing, you know, like my dad talking a lot of, uh, uh, about that stuff and. Uh, and so one day I was in class, in a finance class, <laughs> and I was it was early in the morning. That was a dark period of my life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but but yeah, then like, uh, and I just recall thinking to myself, man, I gotta get a bottle of uh, scotch because I drank Valentine's scotch. That was my yeah. That was that was my drink as as my friend said it was the cream of the crap. Wow. And uh, and as I remember that I didn't have any at home. So I thought, Oh, I've got to buy some on the way home. And then like a ton of bricks, had just hit me. What if I don't buy it? What if uh-huh. I just stop drinking right now? And, and then I stopped like, like, like that was, there was one moment where I I stopped drinking and haven't really wanted to since. Wow. I um, haven't really had the urge. It was just, I, I realized it. And and, and, and prior to that, like, like nothing had gotten uh, out of hand, but I, I had been drunk every night or day for at least a year and a half, mostly by myself. And it all just sort of kind of came crashing in in that one moment that I realized, oh, this is an issue. It's not just, I like to have a couple of drinks. It's 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 a consistent thing.
1: And I know your education, at least I think I know your education. You, and we'll talk about it, but you went to Cawthra for, for music? Yep. Arts, in Mississauga. Yep. Yeah. And then you went to Humber College and finished in music.
2: Yep, for the jazz.
1: And then and then, where the drink starts coming in on a nightly basis is finance.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I... No, where the drink started coming in was from the first time I had a drink. Yeah, like, yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. It, it was what I had been looking for my whole life, right? Okay, like, okay, okay. Like, it was just sort of... It had gotten to a point where... And I guess it was because when I was in Humber, I was still living with my folks because they were pretty close by. But at Ryerson, when I went there, I I moved out. So I could sort of clearly define that I had been drunk for like a year and a half. Okay. Because I knew that I had been drunk pretty much every night I was living in this new place. Okay. So it was probably longer than that. Um, And I didn't have a car when I lived there, so I was able to drink more and, and go out. Because when I lived with my parents in the burbs, yeah, I had to drive, and that didn't yeah. stop me. I, 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 drunk drove. Yeah. Um. But I, wow. but I started drinking pre- pretty late when I was like, maybe sixteen, which is late, I think, for a lot of you know kids who are going to get into partying and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the first time I ever got drunk uh, was with. I was on a camping trip with a bunch of older guys that I played in bands with and stuff, and one of them asked me to come along, and it was cool. But I was the I was the odd sheep, like I was just this yeah. this, this, this young kid who really had no business being there. But Sly was there. Sly Uhas was there at that same camping trip, the first trip that I ever got. to The
1: shepherd eating she- pie. Was he eating pie?
2: You know what? I think he was just drinking a lot of beers, which is uh, which is sort of what he does nowadays. But. Uh,
1: yeah, it was great, and so, hi Sly. Hi Sly, I hope Sly, if you're watching this, you purchased the Google Cardboard that I asked you to purchase.
2: <laughs> I'm sure did. And
1: for those of you listening to this, we just waved to the new Rico camera, which we're very excited about. We're doing the first twenty minutes of this podcast in the virtual reality, so we're we're very conscious about the way we look, aren't right. we? So I
2: should probably bring this out Tuesday.
1: Yeah, this is Nicholas Robertson.
2: <laughs> Just like Bachman. Anyway, so that's, um, yeah, that's, uh, and so by the time I got to to Ryerson, Humber almost killed my love of music, and then I got to Ryerson doing business, which reinvigored my love of music, because I was doing something very actively that had nothing to do with music. Right. So then I picked up music on the side as fun. And, um, and then I got a lot better at it and then made my living and here I am
1: now. And you haven't looked back. No. I mean, it's, it's
2: great.
1: You made that decision because I remember there, that was when, uh, we, we were doing a lot of work with each other and there was a time where you were considering, uh, uh accounting and then yeah. musicking whenever you could and the accounting side just never well, I, stuck, I guess. I kind I guess. of
2: realized that for me, at least at that point in my life, and I'm, you can never rule anything out. But I realized yes. that at that point in my life, if I was to switch fields and try and do more of a, a an uh, accounting thing full time, for one thing, to get your designations, you, you really have to spend two or three years basically doing nothing else. And I couldn't have done that because I need to play music to live. And then even when you get into working in it, I didn't want to be a weekend warrior kind of guy who just played, you know, in, yep. w- in one band for friends.
1: Yeah. Weekend warriors. Uh,
2: what's going on over here? Cannot
1: be trusted. No, no,
2: listen, listen. Oh, listen.
1: <laughs> okay, did we hear that? That might have been the first fart in History Tactics. Pardon me. I just want to hear how you sound, my friend. We have Nicholas Robertson with us here this afternoon.
2: Yeah. Um, Why don't you talk? I think I'm sounding pretty good. Do you...
1: You sound like shit. Yeah, it sounds. You shit. gotta come closer.
2: I have to come closer. Yeah. So should we read?
1: We'll redo re- the this? whole top end. Okay. okay. Now industry tactics. What we're tr- what we're worrying about here, though, this is an interesting thing that I, I actually think. You take car on that mic stand. Okay, just come in closer to it. You don't move the mic stand. Yeah, you just move. That's nice. That's nice. We got Nickel Robertson. Yeah. Okay, so that was just a warm up. The first twenty minutes are going to be in virtual reality, so that you can get a little teaser, a little cupcake, and then you got to come back to uh, the Industry Tactics podcast to hear the rest of this conversation. But one of the interesting things is this is the guitarist extraordinaire in in my shrine here, Um, Nicholas Robertson, who I've known for apparently twelve years.
2: Heard
1: that? Yeah. but that is something that a lot of musicians and a lot of creative people will will relate to. Is is how do you figure it out? Now I'm not saying you have it all figured out it, out at this point in your life, but yeah, you you were thinking of at one point being an accountant and getting the job done that way seemed like the right move, yeah.
2: Yeah, and and then as and I started to work in that world a little bit. I worked at a music management company, uh, helping out with the books, and then I. And then I started playing more and more and more and more and more, and, and realizing that I could make a living playing and teaching music, and I love teaching music, too. And then it just started to make a lot more sense to just do music, because I'm lucky enough to get to play the stuff that I love, and you know get to play with folks like you. and you know, almost every, every act I play with is, I enjoy it. Like, I, like it's very rare that I get a gig where I'm doing it just for money. That's that's fairly rare. Yeah, usually when I get asked for things, they know they're hiring me for me. And so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. So so I I realized that I sort of could play, you know, five, six nights of the week and teach during, uh, during the days and make a living that way. And then I could just do music and it was beautiful. And, and you've
1: not looked back since. It's been really I like.
2: Back? No, I've I've never really thought like I've, like I've thought about weighing you know teaching versus playing and 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 you know in the past couple years I've done a lot of touring and I'm realizing now that I think I'm happier just kind of being at home playing five six nights a week. Yeah. It,
1: Seven nights a week. Sometimes you take a night off.
2: No, I don't take a night off. So if a night off is handed to me, I'll have a night off. But I don't ever turn down gigs. Mm. I, I never say no. Very yeah. rarely. I I only say no to gigs if I sense that it's going to be a lot of work for no reward, whether that's you know, money. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be money. It could just be like a really fun time. Yeah. But but if it doesn't have money or a fun time or if it's a really long chunk of time that i've got to do then i'll i'll turn it down but i rarely turn gigs down these days
1: i've noticed man there's been something like since you've i guess so, sort of defined that that touring for like you 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 had a tear yeah. where the last couple of years especially you've been touring like 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 mad yeah but i i i guess i've I and mean, we've had a lot of conversations around this um if 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 staying in this in our you know drivable uh you know community here is where you want to be based with a young family and i assume that obviously has a lot to do with this but it's been a career decision right you've sort of said like i want to i want to stay here and i want to and and you've just you've defined it it's weird because you've never we've never you've never actually come openly out and to say it but like you've just sort of defined it by doing it by playing
2: yeah well yeah, like, like
1: everyone asks you now, right on Facebook, like, do you take a fucking night off because you, you're yeah, constantly I, I, playing?
2: Totally, and 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 I'm lucky that that people like me enough to hire me, so I can do it. But yeah, I and 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 I, I'm saying about this with my wife, like, I'm not ruling out touring ever. Like, like sure. I still, I'm sure I'm going to tour. Sure. I'm sure I'm going to get those It's Part calls. of it, yeah. But I think gone are the days where I'm going to be excited to tour for not much money, just for the sake of going across Canada and seeing it. Because I've seen Canada yeah. many, many times now. And it's yeah. beautiful and I love going out. But it's gotten to a point where I like being home and playing and not playing the same 20 songs every single night. That's, an, that's an one thing about touring that I didn't even really think about when I first started getting into it. But it, it quickly became apparent that playing the same songs with the same people night after night that's not what my brain's wired for. My brain's okay. wired for doing a lot of different things, doing, like, I play in, you know, mostly what I do is roots music, mm-hmm. um, mostly country, but, you know, I play in avant-garde free things. I, I play in Your Weird Band. I, I play with Fred Speck. And, mm-hmm. and like, I do all of these different things, But but even when I'm doing, like, you know, classic country, generally it's not with the same people every night in a row so i'm mm-hmm. just getting these different energies and vibes and musical ex- experiences night after night whereas on tour you get a lot of different ex- ex- experiences and stuff but it's, it doesn't have to do with music whatsoever
1: it's more so it it not more so it's it's fair to say it's more so anthropological right so, like you're you're observing like you're doing something very similar every night it's everything around you that's changing and that's that that is yeah. the beauty though of of making music on a uh, on a nightly basis, seeing how it affects people at that given time, right? Yeah,
2: and and, and like touring's neat. You meet all sorts of people. You do all sorts of cool things, and 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 it's it's, it's like going to camp. Like but
1: it's for, not the most creative pursuit, is it?
2: No, it's not. And no, it's it's not at all. Like. Like I mean, when I first started touring, I was excited because I had read Zappa's book and he talked about how he'd he'd uh, rehearse his band on the road, and and I was excited for that. I was excited for like a sound check that would last for two hours. We could just play and try new things and yeah. new stuff. And then nobody really does that. And at first, it sort of bummed me out. But then later, I sort of realized it's because we've just driven for ten hours from Brandon, Manitoba, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all exhausted and we just don't want to do it. And uh, so it, it's, it started making sense. But but at some point it would be wonderful to be, you know, in a band under some sort of leadership where that was the thing. Like, they would go up and do a sound check every night and try new things and be a real, like, l- l- like, like, like so you could do that stuff. But nothing I've really been involved with has had the luxury. And And, too, like, I mean... Uh, as as apple was either in a plane or a bus yeah i've done van tours where yeah we have to drive so yep. it affords you much less time to be creative and actually work on things you sort of have your two hours if you're lucky 25 minutes if you're an opening band which is awful i hate yeah. playing for 25 minutes a night yeah that's the worst thing ever i well, I, I want to play eight sets a night. That's
1: you're just getting warmed up. Yeah, yeah yeah. Barely. And, yeah.
2: And then you're off and then you have to hang around. and I don't know. it's a weird scene. And, and I'm realizing that you know making concentrating more on my own music and, and or just playing with different people around town is where I'm the happiest.
1: You told me once that, and recently I think that if you're not doing the seven days a week, or six days a week, playing as much, these what triggered this for me is the eight sets comment, right? right? Like that's when you're happiest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It that is when you're happiest, eh? It's it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's. You I'm, take that away from you, what happens?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, like like I'm you know, I'm really busy these days. Like yeah, it's, and it's and it's great. I would love to see my you know wife and kid a little bit more. Right. Um, but at the same time, if I wasn't this busy, I'd be bummed out that I wasn't busy. Because playing... Uh, I, I, I was talking with a guy uh, last night, Tom Walsh, a, a uh, trombone player with a great moustache. Um, and and we are talking about stage fright and stuff with uh, uh, one of the peop- uh, people we were playing with. Mm. And, um, and Tom said, man... I'm the most comfortable in this world when I'm on stage, and and I just smile because I'm the same way. There's there's no other place I'm more comfortable than on stage.
1: That's, that's awesome.
2: And it's just like so. The more I can be on stage, and and like me, it's got you know it's got its ups and downs, and there's times where it's fun and there's times where it's less fun. But yeah. But when it's right, that's where I'm the happiest. I like because I just because I get it. I I. I feel like I know what happens on a stage p- perfectly, and yeah, and you know different curveballs come, but like life is hard because I don't know. It, it, but 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 being on stage is where I'm the happiest, and so huh. the more I can be on stage and play, the happier I am. And and as long as I can make the gig, then I'll find a way to do it or get sleep. I like I just heard your mom call you and.
1: Yeah, accuse uh, me of fucking sleeping until ten a.m. eh? that's it. That's I keep her in the in the in the dark on that one. She thinks I really like to bum it, which is
2: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, uh, uh, my mom called me yesterday. And I was driving to the first of two gigs yesterday, and I. I think I had a session yesterday, uh, yesterday morning. A session, for those of no, you guys, a Saturday, right?
1: is a recording session. So when he just says right. a session, it's not like he's getting his hair done. No. Can we see your ponytail? Okay, for yeah. those of you in the VR land, you got one more minute. Actually, Nick, Whoa. can you play a little bit of blues here before, play a little okay. something for the kids before we break, right. for uh, with the ponytail on okay. preferably, okay? We'll, we'll try course. to stretch this thing. We're probably over the 20 minute mark here, so I don't know if this is gonna get cut off, but Nicholas Robertson. If you want to hear the rest of our conversation, tune into the podcast. Goodbye. Okay, so now what we're gonna do is just give us a second here for you podcast listeners. Okay, um, that was beautiful.
2: Oh, thank
1: you. So we were talking about. Okay, yeah. Uh, Being comfortable on stage versus off.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, that tune that I just played actually... Uh, Go ahead. Uh, we asked me to play a tune and just, that's the first thing that popped in my head. That's one that I wrote on tour. I wrote that in Jasper, uh, Alberta, is Jasper in?
1: British Columbia.
2: Yeah, it's in the mountains. Go ahead. Uh, I always forget. It's a beautiful, beautiful place and we play at the wonderful Jasper Legion. Most nice. times we we're there, and and uh, we had a day off, and uh, and I wrote that tune there, uh, p- pretty much as it stands now. Like I kind of just got it down in like, like an hour or so. But so like like I've I
1: an tried, hour. What did you say? You've got it down to an hour? No,
2: I got it down in an hour. Like it just
1: in an hour. You wrote that tune in an hour.
2: Yeah, like 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 just kind of uh, messing around and and but but it speaks to you know doing cr- cr- creative things on the road okay when you when you, when you're afforded a day off of take some time and, and try and write a song about or just write a song in your motel room and yeah and um but oftentimes with the tours i've done you, you don't have those yeah
1: those. i you know for me that's a romantic thing you uh, most tours i've done you've been on yeah, and yeah. And I, I don't I feel compelled to fucking eat pastries, anytime I can when there's time off.
2: Yeah. Well, and 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 even on this day, the uh, the manager of the artist I was playing with wanted us to to to, to drive that day and kind of yeah. and kind of cut the drive in half. Get
1: ahead of the curve. Yeah.
2: But we all just pushed for no. We need a day off. Yeah. And, yeah. And and it's something that. You know, it's imp- more important on the road than I ever thought. Um, ha- having like you know a day off in one town, like so you wake up in the town, and then you go to bed in the same town in the same um, 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 motel, and just having that free day where you can just leave yeah. the band or do what you want to do. Uh, it's important yeah. thing for keeping your mind healthy on the road which is a hard thing and
1: it really is a an art form unto itself eh? yeah
2: and and you know as the luxury of a tour goes up you 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 can sort of make more amends to that touring life to make it work for you better but but oftentimes it's just the mercy of the booker and the manager and the artist and
1: and whoever else isn't showing you hospitality.
2: Yeah, totally. So it's it can be a grind, but um, but it's neat and fun and it's an adventure, and it's uh,
1: it's a thing book. you. Go, oh man, exactly. You, you got to cherish it. It's love hate too, right? It's, no, it's very totally much love/hate. when like, you're not touring, you're pining the tour, and when you're touring, you're whinging about getting back to your life. Well, right? man,
2: I was thinking about it when I got off the tour I was doing in, at the end of October, and kind of realized that this act I was playing with. Wasn't ever going to hire me again. It was kind of a depressing time. I spent mm-hmm. a couple of weeks really bummed out. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of realized, no, I've just got to, you know, do it. And, then, and, and so I started going out every night to hear music. I would, I would put my kid to bed. He goes to bed around, you know, 10 o'clock. He's a late he's a late sleeper a late two-year-old yeah that's awesome and my wife uh you know tuck her into bed and kiss her and then i would just go out till two in the morning to different bars to hang out with different folks and see different bands and just kind of be be more present on the scene again yeah and i realized you know it's kind of we were talking earlier rich about like you you know, going to bed at two and waking up at
1: six. I thought you were crazy, but I've borrowed from your, your, well, and, uh, and, your and, way of life.
2: But I realized just a couple of days ago yeah. what I was sort of doing. Cause it, it, it's sort of strange to say, but, but in the past few years, I've sort of felt like I've sometimes been that the happiest on the road because there's no responsibility. Sure. Just sure. Sort of like what time's lobby call so and, it's it's and, you're in limbo and every day is the same and every day is different and it's totally it's really interesting it's it's sort of an, an interesting world that i found i don't know it, 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 it was almost like a drug right like like is it sort of sure it was just it, it was it's stranger than real life but it's definitely but once, but once you Except that it's almost easier. Well, it is easier than real life because you don't have to deal with real things particularly. The
1: problems on the road are are meaningless bullshit industry problems that no right-thinking individual... And by the way, you're being judged from every right-thinking individual who's not in that world to call it... We know it's bullshit. We're calling it bullshit from within. And everyone on the outside looking in is calling it bullshit too because ultimately to fight the highway for seven hours to get to a gig where eight people are at is a bullshit existence. Mm -hmm. Let's call it.
2: Right. So yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, but I realized when I got off road, one one thing I did to sort of get my brain back into gear was I I started going out every night and getting less sleep than I ever would at home. Because I just had to keep doing stuff so that my brain could.
1: You had tour brain, eh? I kind of had okay. tour of
2: brain because I spent a good part of last year on on the road, and, yeah. and realized that I sort of needed to come down from being on the road, and 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 like realized wow. that that chapter with you know that act had, yeah. had come to an end. Yeah. And so I started just going out a lot and hanging out with people and stuff that. And when I first started doing it, everyone was shocked and thought my marriage was in crumbles because. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't
1: I, sound normal other than when you just spell it out. Because
2: I never used to go out. Yeah, never, like, yeah. Like, like like people would see me a lot, but only when I was playing. Yeah, sure. Right now, I I I still go a couple times a week to catch bands. I think it's great. Yeah, and, and and it's fun, and 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 it kind of gets you, it, it gets my brain. Feeling like it's working all the time. Even when I'm just going into a bar to, you know, drink a coke and hear some friends play, yep. feels like I'm doing something active.
1: It's all related um, to, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And like you never know who you're gonna bump into at the club, yeah, yeah. Yep. And and that's not particularly why I'm doing it, but things like that have come out of it. Yeah. Um, but it's just to sort of keep my brain active with with that stuff, and and, and then I mean doing all of that, I. Uh, I fell head-over-heels-in-love with this bass player, uh-huh. Anna Ruddick. Uh-huh. She plays with the Beauties and Randy Bachman. <laughs> wow! Uh, and, and, uh, and she's a motherfucker. She's such a great bass player. Yep. And so I got up and guessed with the Beauties a couple times and we really just dug one another. And so mm-hmm. I really wanted to make a band. Like have an excuse to play with her, but yeah. nothing you know came up. No one was hiring both of us at the same time, so I just decided to make an an instrumental metal band. Of course, her. because because and that was just sort of going out and hearing her and thinking like, fuck, I want to play with her, and yeah. I want to just make it happen. And so then you just you like and like that was a page I took out of your book. If the camera was there, it's, there's this wonderful poster right behind me that says one one can either produce or become produce right and that's been kicking through my brain for the past few months like yeah. that's a great line because yeah. just do it just yeah. do shit yeah you have to do it and yeah
1: it's hard it's, sometimes we forget about it though because we get so caught up with the desire to do shit and the perfect time to do shit it never going to be a perfect time to do shit you, know, you got to get and, it done you know
2: and that's why right with this metal band with that's awesome myself and anna and sly like you know, I didn't have any of the tunes written. I wrote them while we uh, 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 recorded them. They were just done live off the floor. I don't know what's gonna come of it. I I I don't know, I suspect probably nothing, but I'm gonna- You did f- it. But I did it, and looking back, I it feels great for having done it. Like, it, it feels, you know, it like I spent several hundred bucks to, uh, to uh, go into a place, uh, yeah. a, a, a marquee sound, and do it, but, it was the best few hundred bucks I've spent, you know, yeah. in the last long while because it really felt creative and fun and it was great and i did, I made something
1: I think having That's a cool. good disrespect, you're just kind of triggering something that I've had forever is is a great disrespect for money <laughs> I think it it needs to be in the foreground of creative pursuits for me i I don't know why yeah, i
2: I've, I've I've been on the nice end of that for, <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Uh, but
1: I think just getting it done. There's something to be said about who cares about like I think that that wasn't even the point of doing that. The point no. of doing that was and and let's hope that that it finds an audience and and and, but, and but, you know.
2: But but man, it's the, just doing something for doing something's sake. Yeah. And, and the more and more that I was around, you know, people who are trying to really make it in the music in, industry. Yeah. You know. Even if there is music in, uh, industry to speak of, exactly anymore, but you know, they weren't doing things just to do it. They were doing things, you know, for
1: a calculated, formulaic yeah, a way of doing things. Uh, which, not not questioning it even. Yeah, yeah Which, yeah.
2: which I mean, I can't knock anybody for sure. What sure, they do, right? d- follow like,
1: the formula; it could work
2: totally. Uh, for, uh, and but but at the same time, I I just. I really get excited over, you know, doing things and having things being different on stage and having yeah. And and making an instrumental metal record that's ridiculous that it, it shouldn't be instrumental but it is and it's, I love it. And 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 just doing something that I've had in my head for a long time just because and yeah. Yeah. and the more of that stuff I think you can do it like 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 it's a really beautiful world that, that we live in, in some respects, because of uh, home, home re- recording and stuff, where and cheap recording where you can just do things. Yeah, and, yeah. And you don't have to worry about, you know, spending thousands and thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah, well, let's talk about actually what went into uh, how you're hearing this right now, kids at home. Uh, I'm using a PC, a Dell computer, uh-huh. just because I bought Dell. As a, as, a, as a fuck you to, to the Mac, okay? So that's that's the only reason why I went Dell, okay? So I, we just lost half our listenership there. For the second half of our listenership, we're using a ripped off version of Cubase, so I stole <laughs> that, okay? And then we're running two $95 in total Barringer microphones oh, yeah. straight into an M-Audio system. That's how you're hearing this at home. We're doing it ourselves here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's never been easier. And I, I'm very inspired by that. I, uh, you know, do it all yourself, man. Like from top to bottom, there's a beauty to that, you know, even if it's well, got warts, right?
2: I mean, what, one of my favorite quotes about music and how to pursue music that I've ever heard, Yeah. um, there was a band out of Moncton in the '90s, Eric's Trip.
1: Eric's Trip, yeah. Eric's
2: Trip, and then they they sort of morphed into a band called Elevator when mm. Eric's Trip broke broke up. And the drummer, whose name I'm blanking on right now, okay. uh, was common to both bands. Okay. And they were doing an interview for Much Music or something, and the uh, the interviewer asked them if they had any advice for up and coming bands. Yep. And they all kind of snickered because. Eric's Trip or Elevator were both very up-and-coming bands. They never made it. They never, you know, struck it rich. Sure. They they just made a bunch of great records. So the drummer, uh, after kind of getting his chuckles out, said, well, make the art you think you should make. Mm. So, like, like, make your band, play shows. If people come out to it and they start buying all your stuff and you can make a living doing it, great. Yeah. If they don't, Get a day job and make the art you think you should make Uh, keep keep on doing it because then when you're lying on your deathbed yeah you'll you'll be able to look back and say yeah i believed in all that stuff like that was me not well i was hoping to get this record deal and so i you know kind of slanted my stuff this way a little bit because i really hoped that that would work and then that didn't work out so so i'm left with nothing really right like i like i've compromised my values and I didn't make make money doing it, and so and, and, and like of course for for everybody it's 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 a different thing, and I can't. Yeah. And like again, like my friends that play, you know, ex- exclusively almost in like wedding cover bands, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't knock that because it's a way of making a living, and yeah. if they're not like like that's it's not for me, but but a lot of people are fine with it, and that's yeah. beautiful. And the same thing with people who compromise what they do or or really reach in different ways or really think about how the public is going to perceive what they do. Mm. But for me, I've realized I just really enjoy doing what I do and trying to get better at it without the thought of what people might think.
1: Yeah. I don't see if you've never really cared about that, right? Like I, with a lot of your decisions and it's yeah. more apparent year over year, I think that.
2: Yeah. Well, cause, cause it's like, 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 I mean, I, 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 I remember I was on a tour and a club owner at a club that I play I had a lot mm-hmm. wrote me a text saying, man, I really miss your don't give a fuck kind of, uh, 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 kind of attitude around here. Yeah. And, and it's, and it sort of nice. th- it hit me cause I didn't really, I hadn't thought that I really sort of had that. But then upon thinking about it, yeah, like I, I mean, I give a fuck about a lot, a lot of things, but, and, and sometimes I give too much of a fuck about things, mm-hmm. but overall, when it comes to, to music, it's, you know, you, you just do your best with it. And, and it's all laughable. Like all of this stuff that we oh, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's totally all
2: silly and it's beautiful that way because we're children on a playground wow. and, and that's what music is to me and always will be. And once you start trying to play the game of, you know, climbing the ladder of rock and roll, all of a sudden the playground, you know, it turns into plastic. And it's, it's adult. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not that metal playground anymore. It's a plastic one. Yeah. And that's even a bad analogy because you can get hurt more climbing the ladder, I think, than you can, but yeah, like it, like it, like, it, like it turns adults and there's a bunch of rules. Yeah. And a bunch of things that go on that are it's gross.
1: Well, you're removing the play from playground. Totally, I mean, you're you're totally forgetting the what the joy that kind of brought you there in the first place.
2: Yeah. And what I signed up for when I was sitting in my basement when I was Yeah. 12 Talk to years us old.
1: about that. Like what Yeah, what would uh, you sign up for?
2: Like signed, what brought
1: you? What drew you to this?
2: I don't know. I I was I took p- piano lessons as a kid. Hated them. My parents finally switched me over to 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 guitar, uh-huh. and then and then I was in heaven. And I I I I, I don't know what drew me there. Mm. It was it was nothing I can point to. My dad listened to you know Gordon Lightfoot and Credence and the, mm-hmm. the Eagles, but my mom didn't really listen to any music. But I just really loved it from a young age. And H- again,
1: how old were you when you started playing guitar? Uh,
2: Eleven years old. Okay.
1: And I just we have a lot in common, eh?
2: Oh, yeah, we have that, too. So much in common <laughs> with
1: you. It's it's nuts.
2: Um, yeah, and I just fell in, in in love with it, and then I just got obsessed with it, and that's all I thought of it. That's all I did. Yeah. And I've been afforded the luxury in my life of still kind of having that. Like, it's what I think about. It's what I do. Like, I've spent the whole day with you, kind of, you know, going over your tunes. Yeah. I'm going to go out for dinner. With, it's my parents' uh, birthday this weekend, uh, uh, both of their birthdays, and... Um, and then I'm gonna go play a gig with a bunch of great pals. Yeah. And, and you know, my whole day has been spent doing music and I woke up with my kid and played with them. I love it. Like it's, like it's, it's perfect, but, but what I signed up for when I was growing up was nothing. I, I didn't expect anything. All I wanted was to play guitar as Mm. much as I could Mm. with as many people as I could and have a great time doing it and, oh, wow. if, and i've got there like yeah if, if my 12 year old self could, could look at me now i think he'd be pretty happy because i because <sighs> i play almost every night of the week and i teach and i think about music and i and i have lots of great friends in music yeah. and music and 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 that's what it's all about it's you know i've opened up for some big acts that you know i kind of watch them night after night and I always think to myself, man, it would take a lot of money to get me to really...
1: Not have fun that often.
2: Yeah, because yeah. it's like it's the same show and, you know, it can be great musically at times. Yeah, like, it's
1: not to like, say that it can't be magical and, too. And, and, and,
2: and like a couple bands I've opened for have been absolutely magical every Okay. okay. A couple bands I've opened for have been... Uh, what's the opposite of magical?
1: Uh, sterile, I sterile. think, Sterile, right? yeah. even
2: worse than that. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they were absolute garbage yeah night after night and you know all the guys in the band were great guys and we got to talk and sure they were, and they're wonderful but i just thought i could never do this this is not what music is about for me and mm-hmm. i'm sure if the call comes i'll try it but uh, but i don't think i'll like it very much because i just gotta play a lot of music a lot of different kinds of music and and be able to play it how I want to play it I I yeah. can't play it the same way every night that's never my brain does not work that way
1: I used to think about that a lot when I was you know late late teens early 20s like just had, how, how would you define success you know and I think I always boiled down to just like getting the projects I want to get done, done without a, a, as much, you know, uh, it's, it's a standard answer really, you know, without compromising it to the point where it went in a direction that you didn't want it to go. Right. Yeah.
2: And like, like I, you know, I'd almost rather like, like, like I think the, um, Eric strip drummer, like when said, yeah. you'd like you've got a day job, but keep doing the art that you want to do. On that's, the that that's beautiful. Like, I, I really, really like that. And I think if it ever came to a point where, you know, I could go on tour with acts that I hated or music that I didn't really like and or stay at home and teach more. Like, I would, yeah. I would just stay at home and teach more and then be free during the nights to play the music that I wanted to play, not have my music chained up in a jail.
1: But that's Which, a big decision, eh? Like, just that right there is what I'm sure a lot of people are really torn with, of... Yeah. You know, those are polar, uh, could be really, really directionally different.
2: And and, uh, I mean, what's lucky for me as a side guy is that they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah.
1: You could do both.
2: I can do both. Yeah. And and I can lean into one. Like in the past few years, I was touring a lot. Yep. I I suspect in the past, or in these next few months or years, I'm probably not going to be touring as much. But if something comes up, it comes up. Yeah, but that's the nice thing about being a side guy is that I can have my eggs in a bunch of different baskets and I love and, that and kind of move around and and you have to be careful you don't piss ob people, uh, people off by you know turning their gig down for a, another person's gig you know I've right. definitely
1: done that right you but you've you've etched out a set of rules for yourself I think and I think and
2: more or less like I I, I generally yeah like I mean. Generally, for me, if a gig is booked first, it takes precedent. Uh, precedence over um, any gig that comes after, unless circumstances. Eh, no, that's that's not even a rule anymore. I I violate it all all the time. Like I'm playing with you next week, and I cancel yeah. the gig to play yours because. I also got another gig offer on the night that yours is on. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. That I really wanted to do, and I thought, man, that gig plus Rich's gig is just going to be amazing fun, and it's in town. The yeah. other gig was out of town. Yeah. So that means that, you know, I can wake up in the morning, the next morning with my wife and kid. Right. And, right. And so, just doing the math on all of it, like I'm sure I sort of ticked off the people whose gig I, I I canceled, but I gave them a, like a month and a half notice. And I gave them the name of a sub who's gonna kill it yeah so so it it doesn't really matter I guess that much to me uh, but I suspect I probably won't get that call back but I, I I wrote that into the equation when I was doing it in my head yeah um, yeah because yeah, what's
1: well, t- isn't it kind of choose your own adventure where you know even the art of you know people say say yes to everything say yes to everything but when you say no to something, you're actually opening up a hole. like, it, like if you, for example, a big one would be saying no to a tour. Yeah. What does that it's open like, up? Like that opens, okay, let's say it's a two week tour. That's like 14 days worth of man, potentially three I've, gigs a day or whatever, right? I've, like.
2: I've said no to a bunch of tours over the past couple of years. Yeah. You know, that's what gotten, that's what got me thrown out of one band, that among other things is I was just saying no to tours because for, for, for many different reasons, yeah, but, yeah. and it's always hard saying no to three weeks of work because you don't have anything else on the books for those three weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. you're basically saying, no, I'd rather not do anything. But then, <laughs> as it gets closer and closer, it starts to fill up. And and and, and a great buddy of mine, uh, Adam Warner, who's an amazing drummer and great, great vocalist. And,
1: and tactician.
2: And a great tactician. He, um... Adam, you know, I was talking to him about a thing I was in and saying how it was kind of dark and I wasn't really having as as good a time in it as I was having previously. And Adam said, well, you should quit it because sometimes, even if you don't, if you're trying to cross a pond and you're on a stone and the stone isn't feeling very good, you sometimes just have to blindly jump because if you don't leave that stone, you're not going to find the, the, the next stone. So you, you sort of have to jump, you'll probably get a little bit wet, mm. It won't be too comfortable. Mm. But if you don't leave that stone, then you're never going to see that other one. And it's just not there. And so I kind of realized that, that, that when you say no to something, I'm good. Um, when you say no to something, mm-hmm. Other things will come up, and 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 it might not be as lucrative, or but you have your reasons for for turning things down.
1: Hi, you're reminding me of uh, when we I, I interviewed Christine Duncan, and in in hers, she said something to the effect of, your water going down, you know, the side of a mountain, and if stones get in your way, you just find a way to get around it, you're going down anyway, she she, she kind of had this beautiful outlook, she had this really beautiful outlook on how to get through, and the question was really related to what seemed from an outsider to be a very crappy uh, performance, we've all had our terrible gigs, and I will ask you what your worst gig ever was probably with me, Uh, I I know I can name it, but uh, (laughs) you know, how did you get through that Christine and she just had such a great peaceful kind of it was a very wise look at the whole thing and she was able to just yeah, pull the good out of it, right? Your water going down the side of a, of well, a mountain. I
2: think, I think the thing that I've learned in the past, well, the thing that I'm constantly learning in my whole life is that, you know, you can only affect you. You can't affect other people. Yeah. Or you can't, you know, make them change, but you can affect the way that you, you look on the world mm-hmm. and... and, and And how you view it, and how you act, and 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 really getting out of a situation that's making you dark most of the time, yeah, is probably a good thing. Even though there's things to hold onto, like it's like it's like being in an awful marriage, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. like you hold on to those first couple of years that you had where you were in love, and then you know the past twenty five years have just been horrible, Mm -hmm. but you still think that the next morning is going to be like one of those first two years mm. um, you know I've been involved with with acts that it's sort of been like that with and 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 I've realized that the sooner like now I think I'll be better at recognizing when I'm just not into playing music with some with with people anymore because that it's weird because I've usually people I've played music with I've stuck with them for a long 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 time and I like with you and with Fred's back and.
1: Is that important to you?
2: Yeah, it's it's it, it's friendship. It's 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 bonding, and it's and it's just sort of. Like yeah, it's 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 important to play with the same people, mm-hmm. not exclusively forever and ever and ever, but but to maintain those relationships and to grow old with people. Like, the same thing, like you know, yeah. I've been with my wife since I was nineteen. Yeah and you know i'm 36 now and 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 we've grown and you know we dated as kids basically and now we're you know (laughs) kids with kids yeah but it's uh it's it's important to build those things for some reason with me and most most people i've like i really started playing a a lot with I kept playing
1: with. Isn't that the like the Dave Clark on the bottom of his email says? I enjoy making fr- new friends through music. I think yeah, that's totally. It's a big part of it.
2: It's a huge part of it. It's it's a social thing. Like like when I'm teaching, I you know encourage students to join bands and to start their own bands and start writing songs because music doesn't exist in your room by yourself.
1: Well, no, it does actually now with <laughs> with virtual reality. That's not true. We'll scrap that tactic. He's right. wrong there, but it, keep going.
2: but like music is a social thing yeah that's yeah for like it doesn't exist in a vacuum it's it's for sharing it with other people and creating it with other people and that's a huge 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 part of it and so when you meet people that you fall in love with musically and 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 as a friend right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you just fall in love with them and 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 that's uh and and hopefully that love will last forever and ever and ever, right? The yeah, man. I, I I've definitely had folks in my life, you know, that I've been in absolute love with.
1: Well, I will say this, not to get too gushy here, but you are one of my dearest friends in music. Oh man, likewise, so, likewise. You know, open, openly, and I feel that like we have a lot in common, and it's all, yeah, it's, it's awesome, it's, it's all, it's awesome. that yeah, like holy shit, we keep finding new things, you know. But. uh
2: but yeah, I mean that's we've we've like,
1: seen a lot together too, right? Like I, I feel that totally, and, yeah. and,
2: and and you just fall in love with people, and yeah, and then you can continue making art with them, because they're making this weird art. And that. well,
1: this is the beauty of the world we're in versus, say, sports, where it I don't know if well maybe hopefully Rick Vive and Rick Lands are still talking, right? Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay, jazz? but. Yeah, no uh, Leafs, nineteen oh, eighties uh, okay. Leafs. Hopefully, Alan Bester and and Rick Lands are still talking, right?
2: C- uh, Cujo is.
1: Yeah, Cujo, uh, That's a little uh, later. He comes a little later, right? Ali Afraidy. Let's say. Okay. Pustache. So let's say I Afraidy and Lehman are still talking, okay? Clarky. But we're, we're Clarky. God bless both of their souls. But we're you know like that is one of the benefits of of musicians and the creative. I, I mean. Well, what yeah. we do, we can just take it long into the into the into the future, right?
2: Totally, and and and, and
1: I, see it evolve like a mere like if evolve. I you know like I love that I love that part of it.
2: It's it's beautiful. Like I have friends that I mean, I was talking with a pal last night about how you know time is moving quicker and quicker. And quicker Shit. As, yes. As we all get older, but like like I have friends that I haven't played with in two or three years. Okay. And one of them I bumped into at a bar a couple of weeks ago. and we yeah. were trying to do the math on the last time we played together. and it was like three years ago. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would have said it was last year. Yeah. But the next time we're on a gig together, we're gonna plug in and after the first note, we're gonna smile because it'll because we've both grown a little bit, but we're both the same person and that we were more or less. And, and it's that kind of musical conversation that, that never stops. And, yeah. And, and and you can keep having it with people and if you really get along with them you keep having it with people and you don't then nothing gets in the, the 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 way of that like there there might be periods where you're doing a lot there might be periods where you're doing very little but you can always sort of come 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 back to it.
1: You're not you're not too religious, are you? No. But you are. Like in this sense like yeah, it, it sounds to me like you get all of what i would i would i'm not religious either, but i I know we all, all know many people who are, and I think you get you and similarly get it from music, it sounds
0: like
2: yeah, well, I mean, music is definitely my religion and, yeah and huh, it's fucked yeah, no, 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 yeah that's 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 totally what it is, like and it sounds so like, yeah
1: sounds i mean I've so got the shirt, yeah, yeah,
2: totally, but it's like i I remember my wife saying to me years ago like you sh- you should get a hobby or do something else because yeah. like yes this is all you do yeah. and i was like yeah so it's like like that's that's what i've been doing since i was 12 that's all i care about is is music like that's all that's my awesome. brain. that's that's all that enters my brain i i i don't like sports i don't like carpentry could I be, you
1: imagine how normal yet fucked you would be without music in your life like you would be uh, home seven days a week yeah um yeah, it'd be beautiful. right
2: yeah but, but fucked.
1: I, you'd be you'd be fucked.
2: well like and um you know in, in talking with a lot of parents of students and even yeah. adult students yeah i had an adult student say like man if i would have known i could have made a living playing music like you like you know i wouldn't have stopped at age 18. i just laughed and I said i didn't know i could make a living i still don't know i can make a living it's like Like two 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 months from now, I have nothing booked. Like, it's scary, and it's It's not because I think I can do it. It's because I have to to do it. If I didn't do music, I'd be fucked, and I'd I just wouldn't be happy. And I know a lot of people who who've gotten to a point in their life where they realize "Ah, this music grind is too hard. I can't do it anymore. I'm just gonna get a straight job and. You know, play my one or two gigs a month. And, yeah, yeah. And they're happy doing that, man. Yeah, yeah. And and that's beautiful. I and and, and never say never, but at this point in my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. That's not in the cards, and luckily I have, you know, a wife and kid that understand it. Yeah, uh, For yeah. some reason, they, I don't know if if Adal understands it, but she accepts it. Yeah. And that's so great. With such grace, like she never, like like she she gets that that's what makes me tick. And even though it's not at all what makes her tick. Like she yeah. works a nine to five and, you know, yeah has a much different driver set than I do. But um but we've 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 made it work and we you know, talk yeah. about it a lot and yeah. And, and and yeah, like it would be nice if I was home every weeknight and every weekend. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. that's not the case. But uh but but, but I think if I was and working a straight job and not playing music, I would just go
1: insane. It's the understand and that's under the understanding, and and I really uh, admire that in the fact when when you see partners getting through something like that, which is not it, it's like it's not normal, right? Like no. we should, we admit it, and um, yeah. but that acceptance and and support is is. Uh, Totally it's, awesome, right? And uh,
2: like, yeah. and it
1: could be a deal breaker too when like you you like you know when that when that goes south, right? Like like yeah, you, well, you I mean, see it and it's obvious.
2: Prior to trying to conceive our our kid, we mm. uh, you know I had a talk with Adele. I've uh, I've a vivid memory of it of of saying like I want to hear you say that I can still play music when we have the kid. Right. And Dell said, oh, "Of course." I'm like, "No, no, no! I need you to say it exactly <laughs> those words so I can log yeah. it in, in my brain." Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of guys yeah. and gals kind of get into a situation where, you know, their partner thought they were okay with it and then weren't, uh, and then they were not okay with their lifestyle, and then that's led to them, like, like, like in the best case, probably like a breakup of that relationship, in the worst case, yeah. an, an artist ceasing to make art. Um, and I've, I think we've all seen that both
1: happen. both shitty situations, but right? Both shitty and yeah. so yep.
2: had that talk with her before we tried to have a kid. Right on. And she laughed and said, "Of course, that's this is what you do." And you know, she's amazing that way cuz hmm. I don't know if I I honestly I, I I don't know if I would be as good on the the other end of things. Right. Like like if our roles were reversed, I think yeah, I would have a much harder time accepting it. Yeah. But she's a better person than I am, so that's why I married her. That's why. Amen. Why she married
1: me. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um all right. Well, listen. We're at the we just cracked the hour mark. I do have a couple of questions I want to reminisce on with you. One. Yeah. Shaharazad. Shaharazad. Wasn't that a thing of beauty? Was, thank you for saying yes to that.
2: Thank you for asking me.
1: I had that in my mind. I don't know. I thought I knew you for 10 years, but probably 8 years at least. Yeah. I want to do this with you.
2: Yeah, man, well... And you take
1: anything on.
2: I say, uh, again, I try and say yes to everything. <laughs> uh, learning, I was just talking about that with a student this week. Learning that piece was nuts.
1: It was stupid what we did, right?
2: Well, because, well, I mean, like, like, like for, for my part of it, I was the lead violin, and a lot of that stuff isn't really playable on e- electric guitar. Like, it's just, it doesn't, it's not con- conducive to the instrument, so I had to figure out a few ways of doing things, and... Fingerings and, and like fake some things and and it was just a lot of stuff to learn, which is which was very outside of my genre uh, generally. But it was a blast, and it was the first time my son got to come. come. Oh yeah! Yes. And so that was very special time. Was so exciting to be playing for my son, right? Oh and
1: my God! Was just, there was so, a lot of magic, a lot of energy yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like it just
2: felt so so good
1: that's one of my so far highlights in 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 working with you man. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah, it was great. I'm
2: uh, trying to think of I have a few other
1: options. not so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, why uh, I did want to ask you what was one of the worst uh times you've ever had ma- Like what was one of the worst gigs or worst memories making music just for fun? Um we can't make this all about Rosie. Like kids are going to no. start just like getting into music yeah. here. I mean, Let's end it on a shit note. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, it, it's it's not a good story particularly, but it's it's probably my least favorite time on stage ever. I, I I was on a tour, going out west, and the pay was what they could afford, but it wasn't very good. Okay. But I did the tour because I wanted to, you know, be 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 part of this act, and hopefully, things would pick up and. And they did um but i was kind of going through some dark days because you know i was a little older than the the rest of the people and i had more responsibilities i think yeah at home and the lack of money and then there's sort of a some some of the people in the in in the kind of management of it didn't really understand that the lack of money was an issue and it was and, and it was just kind of puttering around in my brain and I was getting dark and I remember we pulled into this one place and someone in the band had said something mm. that really bothered me um, in terms of money and stuff and so I just went into my dark zone which 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 I think you've seen once.
1: You go into a silence. Yeah. You go into a, 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 a well, it's silent, which is yeah. a, a dark zone that's silent can still have a. It was impactful from whatever. Yeah, okay. And okay. And
2: lots of people who have toured with me since know Dark Nickel very well. And quiet, I, quiet I, nickel, I yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I got dark and then we we're, we're, were gonna go play. And usually, going to play would snap me out of that, and I could, like, uh-huh. be not dark for that hour, those two hours. And at this gig, I couldn't snap out of it, okay. And, and I was dark on stage for the whole set, and that had never happened, it's happened since again. Hmm. But that had never happened at the time, and it terrified me because because I had never thought that that darkness could creep on stage and 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 affect what I was doing on stage. But it did, and it was brutal, and I hated it. Um, oh wow! So that was probably my worst ex- experience on stage ever, and like my personal worst gig.
1: You know what's uh, so impressive, and I appreciate you being open with it. Is that is the fact that you. And I didn't know that, right? like, apart from the few times in Germany where you did go into dark, quiet zone, yeah. but who the fuck wouldn't? <laughs> it's true. Okay, like, I understood that loud and clear, and I just thought, but you've been a little more open in our conversations lately about just, you're like, yeah, I sometimes get dark. Yeah. And you acknowledge it, and what the fuck, right? Like, you're dealing with it, and, Man, you, you know, it's, the, the more it's all we can do, right? I think it's...
2: The, the more that I've sort of talked about it with friends, yeah. the more that I realize a lot of people I know go through the same. Of course,
1: events. shit, variations yeah. on a theme. I think, right? Good to good to talk about them though in front of my, microphones. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, into the Cubase. straight into the Cubase. base.
2: Cracked.
1: Yeah, cracked. We yeah. fucking stole that shit, but no, I, I appreciate that, man. I think yeah. it, I think it takes guts. I think. Um, well, what are the uh, what, what are the alternatives? Bottling it up. Bottling uh, it up. You know, yeah. just. Well,
2: well and that's it. Like just sort of but 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 I think it helps to talk about it. Yeah, and, and, I do too. Yeah. Like then you find people who have gone through the same thing and might not have thought about talking about better with people.
1: Yeah, go figure go figure in in music that um, the darkness would sometimes creep in, eh? (laughs)
2: It's strange, but true. But
1: I think it helps feed uh, all that we're up to as well, Well, right?
2: Everything feeds everything, right? Like like so some of my worst times over the past couple of years have spawned some of my best writing and like so yeah, like I mean, everything
1: it's all part of you. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: and and as long as you can channel it. Right on. I think it's a going back to uh, Christine's, uh, Christine Duncan's, uh, uh, waterfall theory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's channeling things like.
1: And like, and adjusting your perspective,
2: right? Yeah, because that's that's all you can do. You like I used to do martial arts as a kid, and one of the premises of uh, of judo is, Jesus. Is, is 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 to use your opponent's energy against them. So if they're rushing at you to throw a punch, you just sort of uh, step to the side and you know, trip them. And so you're not doing much at all, but they go flying. And interesting. And, and so you can use those, you know, as you get fed dark energies, figure out how to flip them around so that they're not, not dark, so that you're feasting on great energies, even though they, they, they didn't come to you as such..
1: You're, uh, I, I got stuck there a little bit on the idea of you doing anything athletic, especially fucking <laughs> judo. Like, so walk, walk, you're not too athletic, eh?
2: No, no, not at all.
1: And you, what's your diet like? What What do you eat? You eat, nu- you eat just like sawdust and pizza. pizza sawdust yeah, we had pizza. pizza for lunch.
2: Yeah, that's, that's about it. I have a terrible diet. Potato chip? You do uh, potato chip? I partake in... What's chips.
1: your snack of choice? Um, yeah, chips.
2: Chips is probably my thing, or, uh... Peanut M&M's. Oh, yeah, yeah, peanuts. I like those a lot. I, I uh, drink near near beers, which I like a lot.
1: And what don't you eat? Every- cheese, cheese, cheese? You don't, don't touch...
2: Don't touch cheese, except on pizza, which is fine. But my brain will not let me touch cheese otherwise. You,
1: will you eat a bean? You'll eat beans? Oh, yeah. You ate asparagus? Beans,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, everything Ooh. else is pretty good.
1: Uh, on a cheeseburger? Nope. No.
2: That's disgusting. Yeah, but uh, but not athletic at all. I bought a pair of running shoes last year and went running twice.
1: Yeah. And, uh, so how do you stay lean? It's just your your metabolism.
2: Yeah, and I don't. Wow. And I tend not to. And I'm. I tend to get so busy that I, I just don't
1: eat. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So you get into what Chicksen McHatley High would say is state of flow. A state of flow. So yeah. do you shower? You shower regularly. I shower regularly. But you don't eat a lot. You sometimes forget to eat. I
2: sometimes forget to eat, which is sometimes what makes me dark.
1: Oh, <laughs> shit. Because uh, if I don't get enough uh, n-
2: nutrients, then I can get cranky.
1: Interesting. Deep tactics there, what we just did there at the end there. We rifled off a couple of lessons. What was your lesson learned? What was your biggest lesson learned? Tweet us, at Industry Tactics. We want to thank you for coming by uh, the shrine. Now uh, let Let's cup one for the end here. That's Reynolds <laughs> hits Raynaud's. <laughs> Reynolds hits Reynolds, indeed. Nickel is a dear friend, and we have so much in common, including we both suffer from the Raynaud's sickness. Um, now, here is a very special recording, unreleased uh, uh, before this point. It's, uh, it's, it's that we mentioned Scheherazade, that special project that we did in Guelph in September 2013. This is the live recording of, of my arrangement of Rimsky-Korsakov's Scheherazade. Enjoy it, kids, and we'll see you next week when we talk with John Southworth. Bye for now. I love you.